0: All right, welcome to Pass the Mic, episode 55 for Friday, January 6, 2023, first episode of 2023. Mike Pioti here on Zoom with
1: Mr. Michael Gervasi. Hello, Happy New Year. No rapper can rap quite like I can. I'll take a muscle-bound man and put his face in the sand. Hmm. You know this. You know this. He's uh, I'll give you, uh, a hint. he's an actor. I'll give you one more hint. I performed his karaoke. I am going to say
0: Ladies Love Cool James, L.O. Cool J.
1: Damn.
0: I got it with the actor and the song. I didn't yes. I didn't need the karaoke. I was I so I'm I'm two I'm on a two game winning streak
1: You here. are. That that was from uh, that the song was On Bad, one of his first big hits. What's your favorite L.O. Cool J hit? That one. Really? I'm not a big L.L fan. Um he had a few songs a l- later on that I kind of liked, but I wasn't a huge fan of his uh, so you know when he talks about being the best i ever ever done and I I always disagree ladies
0: love cool James that's what L O Cool J is uh yeah I'm more of an around the way girl guy than mama said knock you out <laughs> a little more a little more smooth and mellow
1: same album um, same album actually yeah yeah
0: um welcome back we um we were able to get one out last week an episode I I was gonna start with that I was uh finished up 2022 with uh uh not botching the uh, hip hop artist, and I'm starting twenty three with yeah. doing it. so what a what a what a great way that that all worked out. Um you know, we we wished our happy holidays I shared on the Facebook page another this mic themed party. yeah, uh, and I and th- this is like a really big thing I'm finding. Like people, and I don't I, I'm sure there's other names people try it with, but I'm only seeing mics out there, maybe because there's so many legendary mics. There's someone did it for New Year's Eve. And we suggested. Possibly having a listener party sometime here in 23 where it's a mic themed party.
1: Do you think that you and I will ever be legendary mics? Like people will dress up as us at the parties.
0: (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Rocco and Kelly Warren, maybe Rocco and Patrick Rice.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's too much jealousy there between those three guys. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see. But well,
0: have, that's something we'll have, definitely. Once the weather gets better, I don't want anything to do with this in in this time of year. Although the weather here lately has been uh, not oh, bad. We'll yeah, get it's crazy. little little uh, preview of what's to come. Uh, did you have any other feedback or input that came from last week?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is, I uh, for, first off, I was thanked um, immensely, but um, lots about grass cutting oh uh, yes yes yeah mike candela mike uh, hey that wasn't even uh, a <laughs> potential there's another he, he, maybe he'll end up on the wall one day yeah uh kent sakura happy birthday kent um, oh happy birthday today the day we're recording today the day, the day we're recording right uh what is it january 5th yeah uh kent sakura big big fan of cutting the grass too so i i, I seem to struck a nerve with that um again the, who was it that said, I don't want to get this one wrong. Who was it that said their their walk? They really enjoyed us on their walk. Um, oh, was that, uh, the was that burgeye, Miss Burguy? Bur
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, was it Jill? I think it may have been, yes. Yeah. If not, yeah. she always enjoys us. Yeah. I mean. on the the Burguys had me over for the big Lions-Bears game. And it was a, uh, I was introduced as the librarian or union president. I wasn't introduced as the co-host to pass the mic, but maybe, maybe because you weren't there. So the next party, maybe you'll attend and
1: yeah. Man, that was uh, – have you ever seen another team – I've seen the Lions quit. I've never seen another team quit. That was uh, – the Bears quit halfway through that game. Yeah, like.
0: that was uh, – if, if only they, if we only played the NFC North, we have a great record. You
1: know, Justin Fields time. looked – it only reminded me, and he wasn't getting beat up as much, but it kind of reminded me of – remember when Devin Gardner was just pummeled by Michigan State? Yeah, just he like just – get me out of here. Yeah. This clock running faster. <laughs> Fields look like he did not want to be out there. Um, yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about in
0: our sports wrap up because yeah, both yeah. of the team, both of our teams are hanging by a thread, and we're actually surprised. So, yeah, um, you are the Mike of the week this week. Who do you got for us? It's an
1: easy one. May he rest in peace, Mike Leach. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that was coach, yeah. just passed away unexpectedly. Uh, was always a character, even this year. The last time I saw him in an interview was halftime in the Georgia game. He was. He was lamenting the way the game was being officiated, and, and did it in a comical way. So, Mike Leach, may he rest in peace, is my Mike of the week.
0: And I think you know, and I don't know his health history. Obviously, he wasn't the most in shape guy in the world, but he wasn't. But, but you know, I think it just goes. You know, I go every six months. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting the, this stigma that men have sometimes about going to the doctor or whatever. I mean, if you have insurance, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm guessing he had great insurance. You know, like get that get just get checked up. You never know it may you know it may not have been preventative but who knows i won't
1: comment on that
0: (laughs) oh yeah you don't go yes
1: but for different reasons but i do advise people to go yes
0: yeah all right so with that our education topic as we've been off now the end is near of our nice two weeks plus one day off because of the snow day yeah I was thinking as I was, uh, my daughter, we moved, took our daughter back to Ann Arbor yesterday, and I was thinking about, you know, she's talking about her new classes and this and that. And we always talked a lot about like preparing people for things and doing things, but I want to talk about today uh, your most difficult classes that you ever had, maybe in high school and in college, and what you had to do to overcome them and your experiences with them. Because it's sometimes we don't talk about it. I do talk about it with my own kids and leadership skills and student council because I try to give the lesson that failing and struggling is not something to be embarrassed about if you live in this dream world where you think everyone just grasps everything like that and nobody struggles, nobody has a setback, you're wrong. It's about how you respond to those. And I often tell about my struggles with a certain class in college, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, so I want to talk about it. That's what I think would be a great topic to kick us off for this year as a way, because, you know, this, like we said last time, it's time of year where people give resolutions, talk about things they want to change. So for you, what was your uh, most difficult, if you don't mind doing both a high school and college, I don't know what you prepared for. Um, I have one from each, but what do you got?
1: So um, yeah, different classes and different reasons, but the same outcome and same suggestion. So for me, um, you know, I had a AP Calc class in high school. I ended up taking pre-Calc instead It just, I, I kind of decided at that point it wasn't for me, uh, but I had a chemistry class in high school that I, I was really struggling And the way I got through it and I ended up doing decently well in there uh, was the same way I got through what what is my challenge in college. So I'm going to bring that kind of together. Um, I think you have to have the humility to accept I need help and go from there. You know, some of us are obviously all of us are good at different things, but if you're not willing, there's no magic bullet for most of us where, you know, there's some kids that just naturally perform well in whatever they do. And I was that student until probably ninth or 10th grade. And then things got challenging and I had to accept that I needed help and uh, there's help out there everywhere. A- and so I-, I picked this up in high school when I, went to ke- when I had the chemistry class and I just really had to connect with people that were better than I was at that class, get some tutoring and I did it. And because of that, I, I think I came out of it better than I otherwise would have. And then college, um, student teaching, and it's not a class, I had a student teaching, cooperating teacher who was quite a bit on in his years, and we ended up having a good relationship, but at first it was awful, and my advisor didn't do many favors um, by kind of revealing to him some of the stuff I had told her, which was supposed to be left in confidence. He told me that later, and he was a little
0: violation. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I'm sure neither one of them are listening right now, so it's okay. (laughs) Everything turned out great, but I had to have the humility that I wasn't as ready as I needed to be. And I had to go seek outside help. So I sought the council of people who had gone through this student teaching recently in the subject area that kind of gave me some advice. Um, I, I sought the council of a lot of people in how they got through it, but specifically in the subject area, because I was struggling. And uh, there was a part of me early on, I'll never forget the moment I was listening to a, a U2 song, uh, the hands that built America it tells you how, I, I, much I remember this is from the movie Gaines of New York. That really just when I was listening to it, just kind of connected with me at that moment. Really, there's no lyrical connection other than just the sound of that song just brings me back. And I needed help. So I, I, I sought out the help of people that could help me get me through. By the time I finished, you know, the kids, I had the respect of the kids. It was at Fortson High School in Dearborn. I had, you know, made amends with my cooperating teacher. We ended up in really, really good terms, actually. But I think it's ultimately just the humility to accept it. I need help um, and, and this is what I need help with. It, it's accepting that and, and moving on from there. So that's my advice and that's how I got through it myself.
0: Great advice. Um, I'm going to be similar with you in high school. For me, I never made it, I took pre-calc as a senior. Um, and then back in those days, if you had enough credits, you could, I had a six hour, that semester I just oh, said, were- I'm done. No moss. I passed it, but I could just go home. And I'm like, I'm not I knew I wasn't I was done and so yeah. that's what I did but to me that to me even harder was chemistry in my 11th grade year hardest class I ever took yeah in high school um just I think it's because it's a combination of both the math um mm-hmm. some some little math in there and um but like the knowing <laughs> the whole periodic table yeah. yeah uh you know the and I man i just had a, it, it was a lot to study in my opinion whereas like in other science classes like biology and anatomy it was stuff you could study that you could just remember yes i um, yes. had a really tough time i'm not saying the teacher i had was fine mr howard brish i uh, you know, it wasn't yeah. him, right, it was right. me. I, it was just one of those classes. I, a lot of other things came naturally to me. I actually had to work and study more. And a lot of my friends that um, we were in that class that will still say that was, because t- like all of a sudden, you're all nervous about going into physics as a senior and all of a sudden physics, I've talked about it before here with Mike Clemente. I seem to not struggle in there. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, to, to me, it was definitely that. And then in college, um, when I first started my teaching program, I started off as a computer science major.
1: Really? Um,
0: Yes, because back then they're like, oh, you can't get hired with English or history. You got to So like, all right, so I'll take this computer science. It's something I like, I'm interested in. I took a couple of the early classes that were okay. Some of those, I didn't even get to them because I had to take this math class. Like if you were just doing general ed, you could have taken like, you know, math 101 if you weren't going. But computer science, you needed this elementary linear algebra class, which I'm like, oh, elementary algebra, this can't be that tough. No, that's not what it means. This This was tough. It was a four exam class. You know what I'm talking about? That's all yeah. it was. Yeah, for exams. Oh, yeah. I didn't take a W in this class. I took a flat out E. Oh. And it's not because I didn't go. It's not because I didn't try. I went and I talked to another buddy of mine that was um, taking more math classes. And I told him about the instructor I had. And he's like, well, there's this other instructor that teaches it. And she does do part homework. Uh, you know, I, I would take her because yeah. I didn't want that E on my transcript, even though at that point, I knew I wasn't going to need that math class. I either had to Live with it on my transcript as an E, right? Or, and, and then I go take the other math class that's easier and move on, or do I retake it, get it done? It covers what I need, and I decided, okay, I'm going to retake it. And again, I seek to help out people back, you know, people at home that taught math. This professor was okay. You could use daily, you know, there were a couple homework assignments. I still remember my saving grace: one exam. She was sort of the same way too. There's like three or four exams. Mm -hmm. Like the third exam, she said, you can take, um, after she graded it, she gave it back and said, you can take this home and fix up the two problems to get regraded. And I literally went all the way home and worked with a community college math teacher that was a neighbor, did those two. And I ended up getting like a C plus in the class. Like Mm. I scratched and clawed. But what that does is the way it works, um, I don't know about every college, but at Eastern, the way it worked, is the E still appears on the transcript, but the grade point is factored in with the yeah. with the C plus. And that to me, man, and that was the only college math class math class I took. And it was a struggle. And I told that's right. I used that story. I could have easily said, okay, this isn't for me. I'm gonna drop out of school. You know, I can't pass this math class. And I didn't. And I didn't just I, I had no problem. And people, and the funny thing is, and, and I had Nate Mattal come and speak to my leadership skills class, people like to help people, but yeah. you gotta take that step. Right, and and there's no shame in asking for that help, and sometimes that could be the difference that gets you over the top for a grade, gets you in for an internship or anything. Don't be. I, most people that you're going to go to, I I think nine out of ten times people are like, okay, let me see when I can. I mean, the worst thing they'll say is, oh, I don't have much time right now. When can I open right. up some time? I don't think anyone's going to come out and say, uh, get lost. I don't want to help you with this,
1: especially in college where so many people just understand what you're going through because a lot of times they went through it, or even beyond that. You're just with people, like-minded people in a sense of the direction you're going, and they want to help. and and, you know, I, I did. I sought out tutoring. I had a couple math classes in college. And I will say I took a chemistry class and a physics class in college They were actually easier than the ones I took in high school, which is yeah. was really bizarre to me. It might have been because of what I went through in high school. but yeah, um, you know, that was, yeah, it's you just have to be willing to go that extra mile, um, and accept the adversity. And, and like I said, be humble enough to admit I need help in this. So. Yeah. That happened in my
0: physics class at college. And I still think it's because uh, Mike Clemente prepared me so well yeah. in high school. I, I, I I never did as well. I mean, I had English classes that were harder than this physics class, and that's, that's crazy for me to say. So yeah. we'd love to hear from our listeners. We yeah. want to know that people, and that's the other thing too about college. You'll have people with different strengths, and they're willing to help you out, and then you can help them out with what your strengths. Sure, is. You sure. Know what I mean, and take advantage of it. Don't struggle on your own. That's the same for being in high school too. We'd love to hear from listeners what we won't. If you don't, we won't use your name if you don't want us to violate your FERPA rights. You don't have to be like me and come right out and say you failed a class. It's on my transcript. I can hold it up for everyone to see if they want, but uh, I wasn't being hired to teach elementary linear algebra, but we'd love to hear what people struggled with. If you're one of those geniuses that never had a problem, uh, congratulations, yeah, right. I'm proud of you. You're, you're right. welcome to comment as um, well. All right, over-underrated this week. Um, again, we did fall weather a few weeks back, I figured as we sit here on yesterday yesterday was just gorgeous second half of the day was gorgeous mm-hmm. um over, and we and we have been known in the past to knock michigan winners so it's gonna we're gonna have to sh- scratch and claw and find an underrated for michigan winter what is your overrated underrated for michigan winter time
1: my overrated is easy the cold and the snow and the, the weather i mean you know that that awful storm that awful arctic uh front that we had come through here i had some siding blow up my house hence the reason why i said owning a home is overrated that was
0: yeah that was last week yeah
1: there is nothing about this cold weather not this cold weather but the cold weather that i like and the snow it's just not for me man so if you so
0: if you had to live in the extreme like you so you the extreme winter to you is awful whereas the extreme if you had you've got to pick one obviously we're in a state that the famous four seasons you can handle the extreme heat like you're not gonna
1: yes yes
0: yeah because to me like I would like to walk the dog as much as possible. Like I have a goal of five days a week in the winter months when that gets to be March beyond, I'm going to bump that to six. But the problem is there is no walking the dog like last Friday and Saturday or that, that, that first day of break. There, there's no going out there. Right, right. 90 some degrees. I can get up at six in the morning yes. and beat that weather and do it and not be miserable, like not be dangerous to me or my animal
1: right out there.
0: And I totally get with you I'm, I, to me. And I, I kind of figured you're going to go with that. So I'm going to have a little branch off of that because I figure it's just too easy. Um, so mine is weather. And my main factor is is like, even like yesterday, it was like gray for like 80% of it. Like, where does the sun go in this state from November right. to March? I That's don't I don't understand. I, I don't mind a 30, 25 degree day if the, at least the sun's out. Like, where does it go? Like, why does it disappear? the science people can maybe explain to others is the whole Northern Hemisphere is like all is Minnesota and Illinois, the same way. I see these TikToks about people moving to Michigan. And they say this, the first thing they say is like, what happened to the sun? Yeah, Like you get it, it's going to be cold, but why does it have to be great? I look outside right now. Depressingly. Yes. Depressingly great for like, and then I go to my doctor and they run my blood not to freak you out. And they're like, your vitamin D is really low. And I'm like, you think I go, what, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> I can't not. Like so, so is probably everyone else is here. Yeah, in the state sure. of Michigan. So, do you have an underrated?
1: I do. do you even have one? I do. I do. um You know what? I, I do think I like the. Okay, so we get that snow day. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say snow days because that's the, not what I'm getting. School safety day. Whatever. When you have that the night before and you know it's coming, there, there's this feeling I get with my when I have my kids that. like i I feel a camaraderie with them you know i feel like i'm you know we're in this together this weather sucks but you know what we're all we're all together and that's really all that matters so it's that feeling of camaraderie um with my family when you know that that's happening for
0: those of us in the education field and the kids that are yes
1: yes i'm sorry yes yes
0: it 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 has changed and i feel like it's changed drastically because in the first half of our career it was always like a phone call like 5 30 in the morning yeah. and then we would have to like get our phones and call down the phone tree like well, talk I'm about antiquated it. and then like if if you, then people would be missed or pe- people would always screw, screw it up, up. Yeah, like so i crazy. would and then like i would old to- old story i would always go to beth wilson and like you know i'd get her like a little gift card or something and i'd be like hey put me at the bottom of the list so if you were the last person
1: yeah
0: i wouldn't you just you don't even have to answer i would if, if i knew that person a above me is calling me i looked right. and i would just put my phone aside and I had nobody to call. And so that was an old little
1: trick. We had, some, uh, we had some crotchety staff members too that didn't like getting that call. either. They did, they, I won't say any names, but they'd hang oh, yeah, time. But now I think because in part of it, when you think about what
0: a lousy way to do it, if you had, if you were had like a full-time job and you had kids, this new method of doing it the night before, while you may lose the gamble here or there, um, you know, storms could change. And sure. I know we didn't get a lot of snow that last storm, but it was still like, the cold oh, would have it done it anyway. Awful. I think it the was cold awful. was awful, but yeah, sometimes you know, they say six to eight inches, all it takes is a, a warm front to last a little longer, right. and six to eight can become two to three, right? Yeah, right. could you end up calling it off and it ends up being a mistake? Yes, but I think nowadays that most people work have multiple people working in the home. Like, if I had like if I wasn't in education and all of a sudden I got to call at like 5 30 in the morning, first of all, my wife's on the road by six, okay, and for her job on days she leaves. If you have like kids what do you do? Like, yeah, so no. this way, at least if it's the night before you can maybe team up with a neighbor, call a family member that lives nearby. I, I understand the whole night before thing. I think it, in my mind, you should always do that unless it's like a freak emergency. And I think more and more places do that.
1: You know, it's funny. I, uh, and I'm actually going to talk about this in a future episode. I'm not going to talk about it today, but I had jury duty, uh, some years back when there were snow days and the court, I was surprised. I was wondering what they would do. We had a bunch of jurors show up late. Um, it was actually the day of the verdict, and oh, they man. they were they were understanding. Uh, I was really surprised oh. by this. There was no nobody got. Well, I think that they made
0: the effort to get down there. I
1: mean, yeah, and it was um, there was a couple of people that were about two hours late, but it, it was horrible. And we like I said, we had a snow day at Carlson that day. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. I jury dude is something I I kind of have a list of my my hot mics. I'm gonna talk about that in a little Okay. Episode. Well, yeah, you
0: that know, we'll keep people hanging for future yeah, episodes. Right. Um my underrated and a lot of I think COVID brought some of this about, but not not necessarily. Um I like how a lot of the communities around here um, have embraced the winter and have created and designed things to at least make it sort of unique and interest and fun to do some fun to do winter things mm-hmm. and outdoor dining remember that became you know these poor restaurants yeah, had to su- to survive did that but a lot of places sort of do have this igloo dining now that's sort of outside too yeah even now that covid's over sort of like this unique thing you can go do this there you know downtown we went downtown after christmas to campus marches and i don't i know the tree you know they're, they're going to keep it up for a little bit but they still have that whole winter area they're going to have that, i think they do the winter fest all the time, you know, the the cities and towns around here have adopted sort of, okay, we know it's cold and we know it's miserable, but we don't want people to be locked in their houses from November mm-hmm. to March. We want them to spend money and do unique things. So I think there's a lot of unique things that the towns and cities try to do, you know, whether it be yeah. outdoor skating rinks or um, just things like that, you know, festivals, the winter you know, re- ice carving festival, yeah, and and it looks nice with the lights on. Right. I mean. I um, mean, it's not mm-hmm. just a thing up till Christmas. They keep it going all the yeah, time. So right. that, that is a nice thing. And, but still, I, and I've only traveled once on uh, twice. I was a kid once. And then years ago, we went to, um, I've been to, so I've been to Hawaii once at Christmas and I was in Phoenix once on Christmas. There's nothing nicer than being in shorts and like, and there's still <laughs> lights in the trees. I tell you what, it, you don't lose any feeling of Christmas just sure. because it's not freezing and snow. So we'd love to hear whatever people, I'm sure our skiers are going to, you know, tell us how. Great it is, and yeah. I'm sure they would have loved to have been going down the slopes on that negative one degree day, uh, <laughs> or ice yeah. skating outside. So, right. um, with that, what does your hot mic take for the week?
1: All right, I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link here. Um, we were talking about this recently, and uh, the best game we've ever attended, right? And how do I get this? message to you i want to know if you you know what i can't for a reason maybe i've forgotten how to do this oh here we go chat um i want to know if you could share the screen here hey nate dog in the house nate dog just waking up must be nice 118 yeah um so i sent you this link can you share the screen and maybe this was the greatest sports moment of any sporting event i attended i want to okay hold on one
0: second here this is this is a this is a high-tech ask so let's
1: I've never screen. tried
0: this on a uh I've never tried this on a uh recording, but we'll see. Let's go here. Share screen. Yeah. The audio is gonna be in my ear. Is that okay? Do you need the audio?
1: No, I don't think so. And I'm gonna talk about this after you show it. Hold on. let maybe we shouldn't have done this. Oh, here we go.
0: Oh, here we go. Okay. Is this what we want to see? Yep. And is, does it look all right? Looks great. Go. All right. Good. So, All
1: right. So I want to talk about this and I want to hear from the, the listener here
0: doing another sports related. And if hotline. the audio didn't transfer to our audio listeners, it was Chauncey Billups sitting at half yes. court three against New Jersey, right?
1: Yeah. So this is game five. Now, this is when the Pistons were good. Um, 2004. Uh, Pistons were actually good. I'm kind of trying to direct that Nate behind you there. But um, anyway, it, so this is game five conference semifinals. and Just kind of give some perspective here. The Nets had knocked the Pistons out the year before. They actually swept them. So, the, But the Pistons were, were still up and coming. And that game, so Chauncey Billups hits this half-court three to send the game to overtime. The game ends up going to triple overtime. Sadly, the Pistons lost. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't know if you and I were having this discussion or somebody else, but what is the best live sporting event you've ever attended? And it really came down to this and another game, which I'll talk about in a second. But that moment was the best one of the best moments like out i you know putting aside when your kids were born all that obvious stuff just it was a moment of euphoria that i very rarely experienced i actually jumped over my seat and landed in somebody else's beer and he didn't even care like it was because it was that much of a the crowd and it was like you know it's the playoffs and the nba drags things out in the playoffs there was about a 3 minute tv timeout after that and i'm telling you the crowd for 3 minutes was just and up it was it was crazy so I want to know the best, and, and it's weird for me to say it because, again, they lost that game, and I don't know if I'd feel the same way if the Pistons didn't end up winning the title because I remember leaving the arena that day, and everybody left at the same time. So, you know, the Palace only had like two or three exits, and you were kind of stuck in traffic. But it was a horrible feeling, and I don't know if I would tell you how great of a game it was if they don't end up winning the championship that year, which means they had to go into Jersey in game six when they were the New Jersey Nets, not the Brooklyn Nets. They had to go in and win that game. And then close them out and then end up winning the championship. That was the best sporting event. That was the best moment of the best sporting event I've ever attended live and in person. Um, the only other one I thought of, it was actually a baseball game. to make fun of baseball. But uh, I went to a game with Jason Gomez, and Mac, a buddy of mine. And Max Bailey actually was there. We actually hooked up before the game. And uh, Max Scherzer, Max, Max, Max Scherzer came in the eighth inning, bases loaded, nobody out against the A's. It was game five or game four of the playoff series. The Tigers were on the ropes and he got bases loaded, nobody out. He was able to get out of that inning. And if you watch the footage of that, he goes into the dugout after that. He's man, he's so fired up. That was the only comparable one. I've been to some pretty good events, but that Chauncey Billups moment was the best moment of any game I've ever been to. So what I want to do is I want to hear from the listeners the sports fans listeners what is your best sporting event you've ever attended live and in person
0: so even though they lost the game right they lost the game yeah but i think wise we, on if i remember correctly wise on music we were djing a wedding day right. and i was following on my phone
1: yeah and, but like it was i I'm ta- and if you remember i mean we and much
0: older technology i wasn't able to watch i was like just getting yes. score like yeah. like scores
1: and you you and i kind of talked about this again the pistons were still you were and they won it that year and the momentum built after that series, but for us diehard Piston fans, you know, it wasn't, I remember one game in particular earlier in the playoffs, they lost to Milwaukee. Mike, I was going to all the playoff games at the time because you could. And um, this guy was like, come on, everybody get up. If there was Red Wings, could all be up because the Pistons were not, they had some down years since the championship. They went through the Teal era. And, you know, they traded for Rashid Wall. And it looked like, to me, they had a good enough team to compete. I didn't think they were going to win it that year. I thought the Lakers were just too good. But, man, it was, Mike, it was a moment I will never, ever forget as long as I live. It was such a cool moment.
0: It was You know, it's funny um, with everything that happened with uh, just Franco Harris passing right before the Christmas holiday and the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary that he was immaculate reception. Right. Uh, my dad was telling Nate the story. My dad was at that game. So I'm sure if there's a game, any Steeler fan that was yeah. at that game, it yeah. has to yeah. be at. But my dad, <laughs> this is another reason why I will never leave anything early, had left his seat and started making his way down. And you know, this is the era before cell phones or anything, yeah. obviously 70s. And he's he, and I don't know how much this is legend embellishment or whatever. Yeah. And as he's coming down this ramp, he says he walks by and the elevator opens, and Art Rooney is there too, walking out. And and then all of a sudden <laughs> there's this roar of uproar and then he said he that's when he forked his head back in the corridor and knew that they had won the game but he has he had no clue what could have happened
1: yeah uh, so that's I had crazy. imagined that this would
0: is... be yeah if he was at that game uh, for me if I'll share the video of my game. I have a YouTube clip that I took live a video clip that I took live of the Rose Bowl that Nate and I went to that Michigan the fourth down stop the famous yeah. and I and we had really good seats and it happened to happen right about at our where we were the yard line so what i'll do is i'll share that video on our facebook page um and that to me that's it because i've been like i said i've been to this uh, super bowl where the steelers lost the afc championship game where they lost so those two are out i was at the tigers playoff game or kenny rogers pitch and had the the, the substance on his hat maybe um you know it was a good game he won but it wasn't sort of like this dramatic you know that's the thing about baseball playoff games um unless it's like the were home run you know Okay, you won game one. You won game two. Like you know, there's different types of levels. I think for baseball. No offense to baseball.
1: No, and that Max Scherzer game I was telling you about. Tigers were up by one run at that point, but they were down in the series two to one. And you know, they lose that game, they lose the series. Uh, Scherzer bases loaded, nobody out. They easily could have lost that game and been done. And it it was just a really neat moment. Baseball playoffs, and we haven't had that in a while around here either. Can be very electric, and every pitch matters. That's why that one was so cool.
0: Yeah, very good. Great topic. Great topic. And um, for me, my hot mic take, um, yes, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, we took Chloe back to, or Wednesday, we took her to back to campus. Went out to dinner first in Ann Arbor. It was a little misty, rainy night. And she had about three or four bags of, you know, clothes she washed, her school supplies, obviously some snacks and stuff to bring. i not a full move in, but enough that we couldn't just leave her at the door and walk in. So we walk into the beautiful West Quad and there's a gentleman uh, waiting there holding a computer monitor a young college kid i don't know, you know this you know and everything now is card key right like it's not i don't know about you back in eastern you could walk into any dorm building pretty much and just walk right. in so chloe opens up the door and i follow in and i let the person in i don't know you know i don't know i'm not going to shut the door on this guy's face it's raining you know but that's not even the point of the story that could be a whole other hot mic topic it is what the do you do in those what do you do in those situations you know right. do you do you let the person in or not we get to the elevator and those elevators are pretty good size actually because you know kids are moving things in and out right like we get into the elevator door opens there's like three or four college kids young boys young gentlemen there's a full couch in this elevator a full it looks like from the lobby okay and they i'm like and they get out and they just leave the couch and they're like we didn't do it so so now i have this dilemma i'm like my hands are full i go do i this couch out into the lobby or do i get in the gentleman i let in is right behind me as well with this computer monitor waiting to get in and i'm like i'd look at my wife and chloe i'm like well get in i'm like i'm not moving this thing so we all hop in (laughs) there's barely room the fourth person the guy gets in with us with his monitor there's a fifth kid he's like is there room for a fifth and i go no there isn't there's a full couch in here (laughs) so we hit the fourth floor um the dude with the monitor sits on the couch, which I thought, well, you know, why not? You gotta, yeah, right, I'm still standing with this bag. We go up, um, elevator opens. There's the worst, the most awkward part, I never think, is when the door opens, there's people waiting to get on this. And so oh, you have yeah. to do the same thing those kids did. Wow. And we have to explain to them and say, I don't know, man, we, we just put it in, we go. And then I proceed to, as Chloe's like setting up a room, I'm watching down the hall. These guys try to get this elevator out of the fourth floor now here's the problem and i wanted to sort of explain to it but you know this is michigan brightest and best on the floors with dorm rooms there's not much room like you open it's the hallway and it's the rooms whereas the lobby yeah and these kids are trying to get this thing out on the fourth floor and i sort of want to go down there and be like uh you should probably just keep it in there go down to one i didn't i let it go i just thought hey man my hot mic take of the week is college pranks are just as goofy and dorky as they were in the just late like, night, yeah. can you, like, like, of all things to do, like, I mean, I, obviously there's not, and the, and the one thing is the one guy that was waiting to come in, he must've been in and left his card in. He's like, I swear this, I just rode this elevator down, not more than 10 minutes ago, and this wasn't in here. So it was a recent prank well, oh. of some sort. So yeah, so that was my college experience. It didn't involve any, didn't involve any free Miller lights or uh, bongs of hits of anything. So, cause of course, family friendly. Family friendly, right. Yes. Um all right here it is we think the last week of the NFL season of course you know the tragedy that took place which by the way breaking news out of Cincinnati the health oh. is improving mm-hmm. greatly that's a great thing out of a, a good Pittsburgh guy um but the NFL schedule it sounds like this weekend is going to be the final week's season's game we don't know what we're going to do this other game lions need some help i don't think they're going to get it i think by the time sunday night rolls around yeah. they're going to be done um i hope they beat green bay though still that's my uh, if we can't make it in there, at least don't let Aaron Rodgers and the Packers yeah, in. So I agree.
1: we're getting that. Um, win. And not, I, I don't. I I think you're right. I don't think Seattle's going to win. Um, I mean, I don't sorry. think they're going to lose? I, I think Seattle's going to win. Yes, I don't think Baker May. I'm and I'm the big Baker Mayfield fan this weekend. Detroit Rams, all that other stuff we did a year ago. Let's <laughs> let's all be Rams fans this weekend, right? But uh, I do think that the Lions will win and keep Aaron Rodgers out.
0: Well, and again, and again, what if? the lions game against the Vikings earlier to me is going to be the big what if game you had, you had to leave. And I don't know what happened in that Carolina game. I, I, yeah. I, my, the Steelers went down to the week before and shut that run defense, that run offense down. And um, you know, I, I just, man, that I think that's their what if game. If I go back and look at the Steelers season, cause they're not going to make it in either. They need too many things going on. I think their big what if game is the jets game and the Patriots game, both games, I think were in, I'm going to call it Heinz Field. I'm not calling it the new name. They were up on the last drive of the fourth quarter. You know, Tomlin to me has done an amazing job again because he had no lot for most of the season. He's somehow probably going to end up with a winning record again with a quarterback switch mid-year. But to me also even if they would have won one of those two games, they're not beating Buffalo and they're not beating Kansas City. They would be in the same spot they were last year. Sure. They're just good enough to get in but they're not good enough to go and I don't even think they could beat Cincinnati again. So So it's probably best that they beat, I hope they do beat Cleveland and then they just, you know, get an offensive lineman. But again, these people that want Tomlin fired, I don't know what, I know what they, what they want in their place. The guy did an amazing job this year. Again, Kenny Pickett's a rookie. It looks like he might be the right guy. Right. Um, But, you know, so it looks like they're, they're in the same really spot as the Lions. Like next year, they should be. You know, no more of these what if games.
1: Yeah, take um, a step
0: forward, right? Going forward. So so we're back to work next week. Um probably be able to record in the studio. Um, we want to wish again everyone a healthy, healthy and happy 2023.
1: You missed something though. What do we miss? Michigan.
0: Oh, yeah, i trying to put that behind me. Um, I was way wrong. I was very overconfident.
1: And, you know, you could look back on this game, and I, I remember some of the callers calling in saying it was going to be a blowout, and that, that's, that was problematic to me unto itself. Um, I did still think Michigan was going to win. I actually thought they were going to win, even into the third quarter. Yeah, uh, and same
0: thing I was tweeting, they were going to win by 10 points in the second half.
1: Yes, you can't overcome that many mistakes nope. in a game. And, no, and I'm not going to be,
0: I have become a Michigan fan, but I'm not turning into the blame, the ref Michigan fan. Yes. There were bad calls. I get it. But like, you know, we texted about this. I, I texted you during the Steeler game when Hayward got a terrible awful. unsportsmanlike conduct, awful. kind of like awful call that went from being they really Baltimore generally scored nine points in that I, right. game. They end up getting a free, a, for, a free extra play. They scored the touchdown very much could have been the game difference, but you have to, you have to do what Pittsburgh did. You have to say, okay, this sucked we have to overcome this and do this and again i get it i get some even if it's something totally black and white you the one play on the touchdown don't fumble the ball on the next play
1: Don't Score call a from a yard out trick play to a freshman tight end you know on the goal line early in the game i mean it just was when it's third and long
0: and you just scored and you can make this team punt don't give up a 75 yard touchdown don't miss that tackle
1: like it. so man it's a it's a frustrating thing to talk about but i at least wanted to address it yeah no
0: and 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 this was clearly their best this was the most wide open year of every year for the playoff I think so far to win the title so it's sad and now it's the whole talk about coaching and changing but that we're not going to get into that today so that's it for this week um we thank you everyone for joining us have a great week and we'll see you next week